Keep encouragement close to you. Keep encouragement close to you. One more time. Keep encouragement close to you. It is the oxygen to the soul. So if you don't have that, you're kind of hurting. Okay. Turn with me to the book of Ephesians. While you're turning there, Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks as we look to your word. I thank you, Lord. There is an excitement within our being, Father God, to hear your word. Thank you, Lord, that the enemy is held back, Father God. And as we hear this word, Father God, that we will rejoice and grow in it. In Jesus' name, amen. We live in a time of rampant unbelief, evilness, and godlessness. It is therefore a time of darkness, hopelessness, despair, and futility, much like the Apostle Paul wrote in Ephesians chapter 2. Looking at verse 12, the very last part of verse 12, having no hope and without God in this world. That's what we are living in today. People don't have hope any longer. Um, we live in treacherous times. Uh, our nation is, was one time secure, but is, it has been broken into when religion of hope dies everything dies along with it without god or your aspirations your strivings your wishes and our weighed down by defeat and sorrow. Uh, they are broken by hopes that never materialize. Um, you're saddened by the disappointments of, uh, of relationships that have gone sour. But into such a world came Jesus. So let's now turn to the book of Luke. And we want to find the second chapter of Luke. It was pretty bad when Jesus came. That's Luke chapter 2. Looking at verse 30, or beginning with verse 30. That's Luke 2 and verse 30. For my eyes have seen thy salvation, 
which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. Glory to God. What a glorious thought that hope now arises. It would be found in a cradle in Bethlehem. Glory to God. The deliverer, the redeemer to set men free. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Actually, he was sent here. Actually, Jesus was sent to the nation of Israel. God's chosen people. Amen. Um, we as Gentiles, I don't think there's any, any uh, Jews here of Jewish descent. Maybe one, maybe have just a little. You know. But uh, as Gentiles, we were irre irrelevant. You weren't even thought about, according to a lot of people. We were strangers to the promise of the covenant. So now let's turn to Romans chapter 9. And here's where we are. Were. That's Romans chapter 9. Verse 4. Who are we Israelis to whom pertaineth the adoption and the glory and the covenants and the giving of the law and the service of God and the promises. So Israelis, Jews had everything. And we didn't have nothing. Remember that one woman, that uh, Seraphonician woman that had a daughter? And she begged Jesus. He says, what do I have to do with you? I'm called to the Jewish people. But she what? She murmured and complained and said, no, no, yeah, it's not. No, she, she said, you're the most high God. You're the one that can help me. And, and it turned around. It turned around for her. Jesus has changed everything. We're not, no longer on the outside. Suddenly, the, Jesus, the promises of the gospel are open to all who believe. Turn with me now to the book of Galatians. Book of Galatians, and we want to go to chapter 3. Look at verse 27, beginning of verse 27. Galatians 3, 27. For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ and have put on Christ, there is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither bond nor free, there is neither male nor female, for ye are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you be Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. We have promises now. We're an heir of Abraham. There's a song. I am the seed of Abraham, and his blessings are on me. None of you remember, remember that? Yeah. I'm going to have to get that album for everybody. <laughs> we need to be singing that. Sure. You know. We, we, need to, we need to really listen to some, 
Get good songs and listen to them. Get them inside our being because they'll pop out. When the enemy attacks you, you can say, I'm the seed of Abraham. The blessings are on me, so get out, devil. And you can't do it if you don't know it. And what's the best way to learn something? Through singing. You get a little child in front of a TV set, and a commercial comes on a number of times, and pretty soon that kid's running around doing the commercial for you. <laughs> I remember or Matt, when he was little, he'd get the uh, TV come on, the commercial, he started, you know, <laughs> bouncing a lot. That's the way kids are. It gets into the spirit. And we say, oh, that, that, you know, oh that's cute. We need to put some songs in us and where you can be happy and bounce around. So, heck, you know, the devil has nothing on me. And the devil says, something's wrong with that person. You're just, they're so happy. I've got to go someplace else. I'm not going to make any way, headway with them. Because you've got a song in your heart. You've got words, especially, you know, I'm talking about the albums I listen to. I mean, I listen to other albums, but I like David Engels, because he, he brings forth. I shouldn't ask this question. I'm not going to ask it. Yeah. Maybe I will. How many have listened to the, to the album that I gave you? When was it? CD. Oh, CD. I'm sorry. CD. Have you put it in your car? Yeah, some of your, and some of you just barely, you know. Okay. We won't go there. Okay. This Galatians 3, verses 27 through 29, tells us we, are ha we have a new position. A position from death. Now we have life. From wrath to favor. Oh, glory to God. From bondage to freedom. Boy, just... I'm going to have to get you all those things they have for New Year's. You know, those. <laughs> and put them on all the seats. And when you feel that you've got something good, you could. Because <laughs> some of you don't, you know, not doing anything. I'll find out how, how well you're receiving. We can't forget, we should not forget our former situation. It was bleak, it was hopeless. We were held in bondage in darkness to the God of this world. One, or A, we were alienated, apart from God, restrained and stranded in our sin. And those that had the promise. The Jews had the promises. They weren't, I mean, if they sinned, they went there to, to the priest and they got a blood sacrifice. They were free for a while. We weren't that way. We were stuck. I'm talking about, you know, as Gentiles. 
B, we were strangers to the covenant and the promise outside the kingdom of God. There's only one or two people that would, would broke into that, just like I said, the size pursuit. The little woman, the kid, she went there, you know. She says, even the dogs get the crumbs. And says, oh, God, Jesus said, okay. But there's another one. Remember the ten lepers? One came back, he says, where's the one? This is a Samaritan. He's a non-believer. Where's, where's, the, where's the Jews? See, and what happened to him, that individual? He was not only made, he was not only healed, but he was whole. It means everything that fell off grew back. He was, you know, there was nothing missing any longer. Whoa. And see, we were far, a far off with no ability to attain safety in God's kingdom. So far off, we, there was no way to get there. But we have good news. Luke chapter 19. Luke chapter 19. So after, after New Year's, you're going to have stuff on, it, on your chairs. We'll see how well you take to it. Huh? Maybe. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Some of you just be, be doing it for noise. <laughs> Luke 19. Look at verse 10. For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. Amen. Glory to God, there is some good news. Amen. I was lost and now I'm saved. Amen. I've been found. Glory to God. Keep your, your uh, marker there and let's go to Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 2. I know we're, we're traveling a lot in our Bible this morning. Ephesians chapter 2. Verse 17. Ephesians 2, 17. And came and preached peace to you which were afar off. That's us. And to them that were nigh. For through him we both have access by one spirit unto the Father. Now therefore ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. Glory to God. Amen. Jesus came. A. To redeem your past. To redeem your past. B, to transform your presence. C, to redirect your future. Think about that. Well, keep your marker there. And Luke, I gotta have to do something. Here's my marker. I'll put that. 
I'll take this ribbon that I carry my Bible by and stick it there. And go to now Romans chapter 3. In Romans chapter 3. I, I think we all heard this one before. And a lot of churchgoers still use this one. Romans chapter 3 verse 23. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Well, you're no, nothing any good. They tell you. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So that's where you're at and that's where you're going to remain. That's what they told me when I was coming up. And until I found out the truth. They should have turned to John 3.16. Here's our point. God will stop at nothing less than total transformation for you. God will stop at nothing less than a total transformation of you, I should say. He's working with you. If we allow it. Amen? Okay. Uh, did you keep your marker in what chapter of what book? What chapter of what book? Boy, what chapter of what book? Better back up and check it again. What about Luke? I said keep your marker there. Luke 19. Okay. Are we all we are we all there? Okay. Let's begin with verse 1. And Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was the chief among the publicans, and he was rich. Um, he was a tax collector. He was a Jewish tax collector, which made it worse. <laughs> he, he drew interest on all the Jews. He, you know, he made his money. He, that's why he was rich. You come into town, he says, oh, what do you got there? Oh, you got a couple of bushes of uh, wheat there? I'll take three quarters of that one for your, from the taxes. And being, you know, a tax collector. If you yelled, he'd say, Roman guard! And so you gave. He was not very well liked. Okay? And verse 3, he sought to see Jesus, who he was, and could not for the press because he was little, of little stature. And he ran before and climbed into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste, come down, for today I must abide at thy house. Whoa! Here's someone that's hated. I mean, he's a tax collector, 
You know, and what else was he? A publican. Not a Republican, but a publican, okay? So he's rich, he's, he's a publican, he's a tax collector, he's not liked, and Jesus says, Zacchaeus, come on down. I want to go to your house. Wow. Anybody that came to Zacchaeus' house usually complained. Hey, you're making me pay this extra. I don't, no, you know. I'll get even with you, Zacchaeus. But here's Jesus. I'm coming to your house. I'm coming to your house. And he made haste, verse 6, and he came down and received him, received him joyfully. Glory to God, I've got a, a guest in my house. And when they saw it, they all murmured, saying that he had gone to be a guest with, a, with this man that is a sinner. That's a tax collector. That's a bad guy. And, G, and Zacchaeus stood and, and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, this is after dinner, I guess, half of my goods I give to the poor. Hmm. And, it, and if, if, just if, uh, taking anything from any man by false accusation, mm, I will restore to him fourfold. Wow, that's a lot. Well, you know, like he said, he was rich. And Jesus said unto him, This day is salvation come unto this house, for so much as he also is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man is not come to the seek is come to seek and to save that was lost. Wow. Think about that. Jesus came to his house. Jesus is coming to your house. When Jesus comes to your house, you see things differently. You view people differently. Jesus in my house. Oh, look, what do you, how do you view the, the people they took money from? Oh, I've, got, I've got to make restitution here. Hello? Zacchaeus has been changed from being a taker to now being a giver. If you figure this out, he was going to get 50% of his income from that time on. Hey, that's more than a tithe. Some of us, you know, the tithe is kind of hard. Okay. For those in Christ, giving becomes an opportunity, right. not a requirement. Well, how much I got to give? How much am I? That's too much. Yeah, there was an individual that was, that was making big money, pretty good money. And he said, you know, and he was giving his tithe, and he could do that regularly. He said, he, I, I enjoy giving, I enjoy giving. And all of a sudden, he got a promotion, and he was making big money. And he says, Pastor, I got a problem. I'm making 
hundreds of thousands of dollars an hour, but I can't afford to tithe off that any longer. Pray with me, Pastor. And the pastor said, okay, I'll pray with you. And the pastor prayed, Lord, take away this wealth that he's had so he can give his tithe. Hey, before he could give his tithe, but all, when all of a sudden he got this vast amount of money, he said he couldn't tithe anymore. Well, bring it back down to where he can tithe. Anybody want me to pray? <laughs> oh, okay. oh, I'm sorry. This meeting with Jesus redeem. Zacchaeus past. His past. Yes. It, his past changed. He says, I, I make, I, I'm making amends. I'm changing. It transformed his presence. Present situation. He said, I'm going to do this from now on. And it redirected his future. Hmm. Does anybody know what became of his future? It doesn't say in the Bible here, but there's ancient transcripts that said he became, Zacchaeus became a traveling companion with the Apostle Peter. Wow. Not only that, it said that he became a bishop in the church of Caesarea. Wow, so it changed, it changed his, his uh, entire life. Some of us need to have some changes in our life. Amen? Jesus had an agenda to seek and save the lost. Glory to God. We all fit in that position, have fit in that position. To invite you to fellowship with him. To transform us. To become a new creature in Christ Jesus. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Old things are passed away. All things become anew. That's what Zacchaeus found out. I hope we're finding that out. Glory to God. To live the abundant life. John 10, 10. Oh. Jesus comes looking for us. And he invites us to change our life. A life that will be continually transformed. 2 Corinthians. Let's turn to that one now. 2 Corinthians chapter 3. Oh boy, are you going to get out early today? You can get your Christmas shopping done. Oops. 2 Corinthians chapter 3. Verse 18. But we, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. But we all, with an open face, beholding as a glass, the glory of the Lord. We are changed into the same image from glory to glory. 
even as by the Spirit of the Lord. We are changed. We're being changed as we look to the Lord, as we listen to the Lord, as we look to His Word. We're being changed. We should be changed. We need the change. Real change starts with a new life. Not just turning over a leaf, but a new life. Every heart of a Christian's faith revolves around change. From glory to glory, he's changing us. Amen? There's a process. We, you know, like I said, we just, we just sang a song, or just a little bit back. I will never be the same again. That means you're not going to, you have changed. Hello. Amen. Real change is a process. Let's go to Philippians chapter 1. That's Philippians chapter 1. Verse 6, being uh, Philippians 1, 6. Being confident of this very thing, that he which began a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. From the uh, Amplified. I am convinced and sure of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will continue until the day of Jesus. Right up to the time of his return, developing that good work and perfecting and bringing it to full completion in you. God has a plan for us and all we have to do is follow through. Amen. You know, in any sport, if you're golfing, that swing has to be, you have to follow through. You just don't hit the ball and stop. You just follow through. Pitching, you follow through. Basketball, you follow through. Football, you follow through. Life, we need to follow through. Just don't, well, and what is follow through? Not being just a hearer of the word, but a, that's the follow through. Doer. You have to do the word. Because there's a lot of people that go to church and hear the word, but they don't do it. And they're wondering why things are not going right. And they can quote the word, but they're not doing the word. Hello. Second Peter. Let's see this change of process. Second Peter. I did. Verse 6 again, from chapter 1 of Philippians. Verse 6. I am convinced... And sure of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will continue until the day of Jesus. Right up to the time of his return. So God is working with us. Jesus is working with us. He's leading us. He's guiding us. Developing that good work and perfecting and bringing it to full completion in you. Glory to God. So let's not balk. Let's, let's begin to do the works that we're called to do. Okay, we said to go to 2 Peter. Did I not? 
2 Peter. Chapter 1. Verse 4. Whereby are we given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world. Verse 4. Uh, in the Amplified. By means of these, he has bestowed on us precious and exceeding great promises, so that through them you may escape by flight and from the moral decay, rottenness, and corruption that is in the world because of covetousness, lust, and greed, and became shares, partakers of the divine nature. We can kick off the old things. That's right. That's right. Whoa, glory to God. I will never be the same again. Change is letting go. And grasping what is before you in the Word. Ephesians chapter 4. Let's go back to Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians 4, look at beginning of verse 20 through 24. Ephesians 4, 20. But ye have not so learned Christ, if so that ye have heard of him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus, that ye put off concerning the former conversation of the old man, which is corrupt according to deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, that ye may put off that ye may put on the new man which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. From the, from the Amplified, same, verse 20. But you, you, but you did not so learn Christ, assuming that you really heard him and been taught by him as all truth is in Jesus, embodied and personified in him. Stir up yourself, stir up yourself of, for, of your former nature, put off and discard your old, unrenewed self, which characterizes your previous manner of life and become and becomes corrupt through lust and desires that spring from delusion. Too many of us are in delusion. And be constantly renewed in the spirit of your mind, having a fresh mental and spiritual attitude. And put on the new nature, the regenerated self, creating God's image, God's light. Be true, righteous, and holiness. Glory to God. That's you. That's me. Amen. Now, why is change so difficult? Why is this change so difficult? One, we're stubborn. We like what we're doing. Two, we feel trapped. I can't get out of this. Three, we're just comfortable in what we are doing. I don't want to change. This is feels so good. Four, we're afraid. What is going to take place if I do this? It's going to push me to the limits. And five, change hurts. I've got to give up something. You've got to give up something to attain something. 
And if I give this up, when is this going to come? So I'm going to stretch between them and get a little of that and keep there and see what's going, which way I'm going to be pulled. Hey, that puts you in no man's land. 2 Corinthians. Go to 2 Corinthians. We about done. Glory to God. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, we find out Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 15. And that he died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, whoa, but unto him which dieth for them and rose again. From the Amphite, he died for all, so that those who, who live might live no longer and, to and for themselves, but to and for him who died and was raised again for their sake. Transformation means our focus and our desire is on him. Uh-oh. Now, the church is not going to transform you. What changes you is worship before the Lord. Meditating upon Him. Singing unto Him. Corresponding or speaking unto Him. Prayer. Being willing and obedient to the Word and the Spirit. Now just think what you have heard. And listen to what, be, what is going to be Song. A little western. When I was lost, he paid the cost, gave heaven's best for me. It was his love sent from above to set the captives free. My God's been so good, so good, he's been so good to me. My God's been so good, so good, He's been so good to me. Jesus the Christ, sin sacrifice, 
Paying the price for all Those who believe Can now receive Eternal life of God My God's been so good So good He's been so good to me My God's been so good so good to me Now you may come Jesus to know Receive inheritance Live in God's wealth Walk in good health Your status he'll advance My God's been so good So good He's been so good to me My God's been so so good to me my god been so good so good he's been so good to me my god's been so good so good he's been so good to me amen some of you look bored on that one. You got to wake up. Quit disappointing the Lord. Oh, if you were looking for a title for this, Hope is Born, okay? Hope is Born. Keep true hope before you. Let God redeem your past. Let God transform your present. Let God re redirect your future. Right. Hey, we were all bent for hell. And he's redirect my future. Nope. I made a big U-turn. I'm not going there. Neither are you. Okay. Okay. Keep true hope before you. Let God redeem your past. Let God redeem your past. Two. Let God transform your presence. Present situation can change. Let God redirect your future. And that was all found in Luke chapter 19 with Zacchaeus. Read it, read it over. See what, you know, look up a little bit of church history there. You'll find out. He changed a lot from being someone that was hated to become a bishop.
It's in your hands. God says, choose now, this day. Choose life and not death. Hope is born. Keep your hope going. And we could play another song. Turn the switch of faith. Turn on the switch of faith. I'll get it. Anyway, turn the switch of faith, turn on. Or something of that nature. I don't recall the title of it. Anyway, let's all stand. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks that hope is born. Hope was born for us, Father God. Without Jesus, we were lost. But he came to redeem our past, transform our presence, and give us a great future. We ask, Lord, that your Holy Spirit would rise up big within us to take this message, Father God, to reinstill, Father God, a flame, a zeal for you, Father God, such as Zacchaeus had, Father God, and one that we can have, Father God, to step out of our past, to do your calling, Father God, to minister to others. So, Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks. Give us a great day, Father God. Bless us as we go out, Father God. Thank you, Lord, that we can, as we come across those, Father God, that do not know the Lord Jesus Christ, Father God, we can share the good news, Father God. And maybe, Father God, they will become like Zacchaeus, Father God, hearing the good news of the gospel, Father God. A complete turnaround, Father God. Having hope and being born again. And everyone said, Amen. That song is Keep the Switch of Faith. Okay. Keep the Switch of Faith.